Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, you've heard it from me so many times about how awesome the Protégé course is. Uh, So I thought it was probably best for you to hear from some of our students. I went into the Protégé course with a pretty unhealthy amount of insecurity about the music I was writing at the time, um, struggling to to structure tracks, to finish them on a regular basis. We're going to have a bunch of people basically working in the industry, get briefs every week, and then we publish them. I was like, what? <laughs> that sounds like insane. I, I've never heard of any other people doing that sort of thing, like actually like mentoring people on like the level of like you know we're doing it for an entire year yeah that that's why i think the project thing is just amazing because it's it's targeted it's okay we want this type of music for this type of application let's do it and then okay here's where you fell short here's where you succeeded and it's just amazing i feel like i've learned so much and improved so much of my production skills i've gotten better at percussion and better at uh my capacity to write tracks quicker has improved and I've gotten better at like uh, properly responding to feedback and I feel like now there is more of a future for me uh, in the library world than there was before I started. It's definitely a course that I would recommend doing and there are so many courses out there but this one really hammers home on how to write to brief, how to write quickly and how to write uh, expertly as well. Honestly, uh, the, the videos are very user-friendly, they're very engaging and you get to have breakdowns of some of Richard's most successful tracks or Elephant Music's most successful tracks, um, which has been really useful as well. So I thoroughly recommend uh, to dive right in. Protégé was one of the best investments that I ever made in my career. It did level up my game and not just in skill, but also in my confidence. It just made me a a more professional composer and a better composer. But the course did exactly what it intended to do in that it kind of demystified the whole composition process, Um, taught me a bunch of good habits. And I suppose most importantly, and what I'm the most grateful for is the fact that it, it actually helped me to really enjoy writing music again. There you have it, guys. We are opening our doors for applications for the 21-22 masterclass year with Protégé.school. Go to protégé.tiny.us forward slash apply. That's protégé.tiny.us forward slash apply to start your application. One man with one microphone. And one awesome podcast. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Now for those of you who don't know, I have been uh, advertising an audiobook on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, The audiobook's kind of, the premise behind the book is like, for those of you who still 
don't don't know that trailer music is a thing and there are lots of the lots of people who do you know i still talk to people uh well not so much recently but uh i still talk to people and, and tell them what i do and they say oh wait so it's not the, the music from the film used on a trailer because so many people still don't realize that trailer music is an actual thing <clears throat> so the book is kind of like aimed at kind of highlighting this and also explaining the industry and how it works and you know how you can make money etc etc the end game for me is ultimately to get more people doing the courses you know i'm not going to lie about that more people doing the courses more people educating themselves about how to become trailer composers than going out and making a living doing it that's the end game a byproduct of advertising on these platforms is you get a tremendous amount of feedback from uh, people in on facebook specifically facebook you know Feedback that you don't necessarily ask for, obviously, but, you know, you're advertising, so you come to expect it. Some of it's lovely. Some of it's uh, not so lovely. One of the interesting things about it, though, is I try, obviously, try not to read it because it would really affect my mood if I read some of those comments. Uh, one of the comments I did read, I did read a couple of them. Um, it was flagged to my attention, one of the comments, and one of the comments I read I thought, you know, that would make an excellent podcast episode. So, so thank you to the chap who 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 commented saying this this thing. I'm paraphrasing. It's too late to get into trailer music. The market's oversaturated. <laughs> um, so thank you to that chap because it's given me some content to talk to you about. And I think that's a really interesting question. Is it too late to get into trailer music? Now, before I give you my obvious answer to that question, uh, I want to take you back to 15-year-old me. Um, I wanted to be in a band, you know, not be a rock star per se, but, you know, I was heavily inspired by Billy Corgan, shall we say, from the Smashing Pumpkins, that is. And uh, there was a TV show, and it was about this band making it. I can't remember what the show was called, but throughout the show, they kind of highlighted basically that if you're going to be in a band you're going to get done over by a record label you're not going to make any money and you're going to start back where you came from which is in your squalid little home you know that type of idea you know you're going to fail if you're going to try being a musician at the time that really scared the living daylights out of me because up until that point i I thought you know i want to make being a musician i want to make a go of that i want to I want to. I want to do it. You know, at the time that was manifesting as being a f- uh, front man of a band, <clears throat> or at least in a band, anyway. And it scared me. It scared me not because that it was a possibility, and not because that has happened to people. It scared me because it made me question my own dream. It made me question what I wanted to achieve in my life. Was it really worthwhile? Was it a waste of time? Is money the end game, you know? Um, And it filled me with fear. Thankfully to say, the fear didn't stop me. (laughs) And I pursued that dream. Yes, it changed. It went from being in a band to being sort of a, a film composer to being a jingle writer to what I ended up being, which is a trailer music composer. Um, 
and I'm very blessed to say a pretty successful one as well. So this question of, or not even a question, it's too late to get into the trailer music industry. This this question sparked up that teenage me, and I thought I thought to myself, actually, the issue here is fear. It's not fact, uh, and it's not you know. I don't think it's even anger. It's fear. It's people feeling scared. Because uh, one of the questions people ask me often, because obviously I teach people trailing music through the trailing music school, and I teach people uh, a whole host of music, you know, aimed at sync and licensing and placements through Protégé. You know, I pretty much give away how I write everything and anything on Protégé. You know, you'll, you'll see me write all manner of things from epic, epic hip hop, you know, slow burn, horror, the whole shebang. You'll see me do that in Protégé. And I do not hold back about what I tell you. Uh, and people ask me, but aren't you just training your competition? And again, it goes back to this idea of fear. I can't speak for anyone else's experience, but uh, my experience as a professional musician, especially in the kind of formation of my career, was that there was a lot of, uh, not necessarily uh, in your face, but there was a lot of insinuation that you were going to be done over and that people were going to steal your music, steal your clients, uh, and basically uh, abuse you as a copyright holder. Uh, this fear was injected into me uh, when I was studying music, you know, that actually, you know, everyone's out to get you and everyone's out for themselves. and it was, oh, again, it, it filled me with fear. And if being a full-time trailer composer has taught me anything, it's that that's all wrong. Like I said, based on my experience, there's always people that are going to be, uh, have uh, dubious intentions. Uh, but what we're doing here is we're, ch we're trying to change that you know, there is more than enough work to go around. And if you generate an, and create a sense of community and support and of love, I know it sounds all hippie and, you know, whatever, but I don't care. It's true. If you give out love, that's what you will get back. If you give out support, that is what you will get back. And that's what I'm trying to create here. And that's what Vic and I are trying to create with Protégé and Blue Pearl. We're trying to create the sense of community and support you know we're in this together as composers you know i'm I'm not going to deny it you know when when uh, earlier on in my career when the other composers on labels i worked for got placements i would feel tremendously jealous you know why why are they getting it not me and that was that was all stemming from that fear that there isn't enough work to go around and and also this idea that if you get work you're taking work from somebody else and I just, I just don't buy into that at all. Because you've got to think of it like this. You know, when we first, you know, when Trailer Music first came, came out, think about how many films were being produced in a year. Think about how many video games were being produced in a year, how many trailers each of those had. And now you think about, because of the streaming services, because of online, 
because of all the TV channels, because of all this, because of all that. Yes, the fees were probably higher back then, but there is so much work to go around. So much work. So in a really roundabout way to answer that question, or not even question, statement, it's too late. Is it too late to get into the trailer music industry? My answer is no. There is no better time than the present. In this whole year, in this year that I have done this podcast, I have seen people contact me very early on, you know, and say to me, actually it's a year and a half, this podcast has been going, uh, reach out to me right at the beginning saying, thanks for all the information, I'm going to pursue trailer music. And then I see them getting placements. (laughs) And then I see them releasing albums with libraries which is a beautiful thing to behold. Other people finding their own success. It's kind of like life, really, or at least my idea of life is that we're all here for a very, very specific reason. You know, we're all here for our specific purpose. Um, and, you know, most of that purpose is trying to find that purpose, admittedly. You know, a lot of us uh, don't find that purpose or at least they have found it and second-guessed it because of fear that has been spread around. Now, I want you to kind of think about that question yourself. Is it too late to get into the trailer music industry? Because if I, are, if, if I think take that question and say, okay, well, if it's too late for a new person to come in with new work, it's obviously too late for me to produce any more albums because it's already saturated. Surely, that, I mean, that's the logic, isn't it? Or, or you could say, no, because now there's only enough work for the composers who are already in place. That speaks of fear of somebody scared of losing their position. Which I get. I'm not judging anyone who is scared of losing their position or losing their work or losing their patch. But, you know, I've got three very, very young kids and one of the hardest lessons as a father for me to teach them is the importance of sharing. You know, children will often go to take something to keep it for themselves. This is mine, no one else has it. But sharing with other people, as with kids, it doesn't diminish what you have, and it usually greatly expands it. Seeing my students and mine and Vic's students get placements Get, even just getting attention from libraries fills me with so much joy. Okay, maybe looking on, on the most cynical aspect, maybe they win a trailer that I was up against them with. Uh, four, I should say. Who cares? It's like, okay, uh, maybe eventually I stop winning trailers. Well, then maybe my path is changing. Or maybe. I've gotten so sort of stuck in my ways that I've lost the fun of play and I've lost the joy for it. You know, I had this with teaching. I used to teach guitar and a lot of the teachers when I first started were very, very cynical. You know, uh, no one never practices, you know, there's hardly any talented kids or kids willing to put any time in. And I thought, oh, oh, really? This, oh, this is terrible news. And then when I started teaching, I was like, hey, 
these kids are awesome. They're just not being addressed properly. You know, they're not there. You've got to uh, focus on people's joy and focus on their love. Sorry, it sounded like I was crying then. <clears throat> I may or may not have been. Uh, no, I'm not. I just got something stuck in my throat. With the with guitar teaching, it was kind of like, well, I'd say to the kids, well, what do you want to learn to do? And some would say, I want to do my grades, which for other countries that don't have grades is like ex tiered exams to show how good you are on instrument, which I like the idea of for those of us who are inclined towards achievement. But for those of us who are in inclined towards enjoyment, sometimes the grades weren't always the, the best thing. And some of, them, some of them would say, you know what? I want to learn how to play a muse song. And I'd say, piece of cake. Well, not necessarily. Some of them are quite difficult to play, but you know, there's always ways you can teach a song that are applicable to any level of playing, even if it's just root notes played on the, on the bar. But the act of them playing and enjoying it gave me pleasure. I enjoyed seeing my students enjoy what they were doing. And that still carries through now. I am very, very happy to bring new talent and new faces and new people into the industry because at the very worst, my competitiveness kicks in and I produce more work and they will make me better. <laughs> you know, it's like, and at the best, everybody wins. You know, I, I just think it's we're faced too often with fear and anger. You know, we see it all in the news every single day. Oh, no. I mean, that's why I never watch the news or read it or listen to it in any way, shape or form, because all it does is fill me with fear and anger. And I don't need that stuff. I want to go into my work with passion and enjoyment and fun. And I want to go into teaching with the same thing. And that's why I've always tried to show people as transparently as possible, how I do what I do, so that you understand there is no sort of magic art to this. Although I think my slogan for the trailer music school was the art of trailer music. Whoopsie. I mean, art in air quotes, you know, people often like to uh, disguise something so it becomes more difficult for new people to come in. There are formulas and formats that you can use. Blueprints, guys, you know. There are tick boxes you can follow that will be able, make you be able to create a trailer track from scratch, from start to finish, and produce an absolute world-class piece of music. That doesn't diminish its beauty just because it's sort of painting, writing by numbers at all. We are not just artists. We are craftspeople. We are skilled in what we do. And knowing how to do it doesn't diminish the art of it at all. So if anyone tries to fill you with this idea of fear that there's not enough work or fear that someone's going to take your copyright, fear of this, fear of that, remind yourself, you cannot live in fear. Oh, this is getting a bit, this is getting a bit philosophical, isn't it? You cannot live in fear because that fear will stop you doing those things you truly want to do and that you truly know you are here for. So guys, do not listen to the naysayers. If you want to do trailer music, trailer music, <laughs> just do it. 
just do the stuff you want to do and that you're passionate about and that fills you with curiosity and enjoyment. Sometimes, yes, that'll diminish because life is cycles. You know, you might have a good day, you might have a bad day. That's all part of it. But you know, deep in you that music is your thing. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because I am very aware of that feeling. Music is my thing. Yes, I love other creative projects. I, I absolutely love other creative projects, but music is my thing. And that is the main channel that all my creativity is going to go through. And I know you feel that burning desire for music as well. That's why you've sat listening to me rambling on for however many minutes it's been. Don't give in to fear. And definitely don't read negative comments on Facebook. <laughs> Or, or, you know, unless, they, unless you can turn it into some kind of creative prose, like a podcast like this one. Um, you know, and you're obviously you're all entitled to your opinions, but uh, this one is my opinion. If you want to do trailing music, there is more than enough work to go around. You just show up and you show what makes you, you. In your music, of course. <laughs> right, guys. Thank you for listening. You are absolute legends. I appreciate you listening absolutely no end. Um, I love the fact week in, week out, you guys are listening to this podcast. And I hope you're enjoying the kind of like change in pace and the change in format. It's a lot more fun for me to have lots of different things going on. Um, Also, because sometimes it's quite hard to think of things to talk about, you know. Uh, But having the group calls, having the banter show with Kieran and Cody... um, I've also, you know, having the interviews, uh, I've also got an interesting one coming up where I, I'm interviewed by a, a, follow, a fellow composer who uh, she is uh, more in the score world, the contemporary dance world. She wanted to know about trailer music. So I was like, hey, let's do a podcast. And it's awesome. So you, you guys will hear that in a few weeks. Um, I hope you had a nice week, guys. I hope you continue to have a nice week and do not give in to fear. <laughs> Just do the stuff you want to do, guys. If it's trailing music, rock on. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash 
Trailer Music Bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.